0: The Ozone. Welcome to the Ozone Podcast, presented by Bystar Credit Union, featuring Jaguar senior writer John Osher and executive producer Dave DeCandis. I think some Jaguars fans have an idea about this guy. They've seen a lot of him, and hardcore football fans know about know a lot about his history. I don't know that all Jaguars fans know as much about him as we're going to find out this week jaguars tight end tyler eifert to the ozone podcast tyler first of all i appreciate you doing this i'll get right to it tell me about your year personally on the field uh i know some injuries and stuff like that but overall uh just tell me about that year
1: obviously it hasn't been what anybody has wanted on the team or what we expected um you know it's not fun losing in the nfl after we won that first game in uh at home against indy i mean just remind you how how much fun it is to win in the NFL. So definitely not what we've, we've wanted. And for me personally, you know, I I never set goals as far as catches and yards and all that stuff. I just try to control what I can control. And that's, you know, making sure I, I know where I'm supposed to be. I know the offense, I'm working hard to stay in shape and, um, and then, now that I'm later in my career, just trying to help some of the younger guys and pass on some of the things that I've learned throughout the years.
0: I was going to ask you about that in terms of, uh, you mentioned being later in your career or more advanced in your career. Um, Is this sort of a season in terms of how to approach the day-to-day, meaning when you're losing like this, you can sort of lean on your professionalism, I guess. Would it have been harder to deal with this kind of a season as a rookie when you didn't know how to approach the day-to-day?
1: Yeah, I think for me personally, I've always just tried to be the same guy um, throughout the season every day, coming to work, you know, never get too high, never get too low, whether we're winning a bunch of games, you know, just be consistent. And, you know, I try to, as far as me being a leader, I I try to be a leader in that way is, you know, I'm not, I'm not a guy you're going to have to worry about. You're going to get the same guy every day, no matter what's going on. So just, just keeping that mindset and, and uh,
0: setting an example for uh, for some of the other guys. I suppose you could ask this of any player this year with COVID, because it's been a year unlike any other. But your year personally, you leave a team in and and an area that you were very close with to come to a new team during the pandemic, during all this. Um, I guess there's no way in 2019 that you could have ever dreamed what your 2020 would have been like, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, especially being in the same spot for, for so long, you you kind of feel like you're never going to leave. And uh, even though the reality of the NFL is that hardly anybody ends their career where they started. And, um, and I, I enjoyed Cincinnati. I really liked the city, Uh, the people there um, lived out on some land. So that was enjoyable uh, having some space, but I've, with even with the pandemic and everything that's going on, you can't really go out as much or experience a lot that the city has to offer. I've I've really enjoyed my time. Uh the short time that I've been down here only five five months now. And uh I tell you that this time of year, even though it's a little bit chilly today, the weather is nice. I I think I've <laughs> I think I've gotten I think I've gotten a little bit soft. I mean, growing up in Fort Wayne and going to Notre Dame. Right. I mean you play in some cold weather games and it used to be nothing. And now I'm like, geez, it's, it's like 35 degrees. I say it's freezing out. But I was going
0: to uh, say, wait a minute, we're talking on Wednesday and everybody knows the temperature on Wednesday. Tell me you didn't bundle up this morning.
1: I got my sweats and my, uh, <laughs> and my sweatshirt. I don't, I don't have the big jacket. That's, I always think that's funny being in Florida when it gets below like 50 or 60 degrees Everybody puts on like a big North face jacket. Mike, that's, I think that's a little excessive.
0: Yeah. I've got to admit, I've done that. I lived in Indy for 10 years, but it only took me about a year being back before I was bundling up. So it doesn't last long. So um, you mentioned a little bit at the top, uh, the team and obviously disappointing. Nobody wants to be one in 10, but everybody I've talked to all the players say, it's pretty remarkable how this team has held together. Uh, do you see that? And I guess, in that sense, is that encouraging in any way? Or, you know, is there a point of pride to the way you guys are holding together during this?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, you can, some people could, uh, from the outside, read it one of two ways. Maybe, maybe guys just don't care. And so there's not as, there's no infighting or, you know, some people say, well, if people are raising their voice and calling people out, then that means they care or whatever. But I think we just, we really do, Um, like trust each other we know like people work hard at practice every day and um, I think guys truly believe that that good things are gonna are gonna happen and we're we're just we're not that far off I mean just that's the nature of the NFL is it, it comes down to a couple plays here and there or a couple plays at the end of the game to win the game and I think guys really believe in each other that if we just we just keep playing hard, you know, the entire game, which I don't think anyone could question that, um, that we're going to end up end up winning some games here to finish the
0: season. And that'll
1: be something to build on for next year. Got you.
0: Now, I know in Cincinnati, when you played. um, Andy Dalton, pretty reliable, usually there. You're now on your third quarterback of the season how does that affect you? Is that a strange thing or do you just play through it? Is there any impact on you with that at all?
1: Uh, you just, you just kind of play through it. Um, I think, I think with Mike, you know, he's, I think we're the same draft class. So he's been he's been playing right. for a while. And um, I think we, we see a lot of things the same way and uh, just understanding coverages or you know, where guys are coming from and all, you know, just little things that you can't really, you don't really talk about. You're just kind of on the same page. Um And then, I mean, with the other, with the other guys, I mean, there was no OTA. So there was really no getting a connection or getting some rapport or, or chemistry built with them before the season. So it's just kind of been on the fly uh since camp.
0: Now. I see a couple of uh things personally, background stuff. I guess I didn't realize until I really started looking into it. Dad plays basketball at Purdue. Brother plays basketball at Purdue. You're from Fort Wayne. Why football? How did that happen?
1: Well, I played basketball and football growing up and uh played AAU, doing all the travel, playing all summer long and all those things. And I think I just I felt like I was a little bit better at uh football and had a better opportunity to to get a scholarship playing football. Um my dad never really pushed me one way or the other to play basketball but uh um, there's more spots on a football roster and <laughs> f- felt like that was uh that
0: was the way to go. But Notre Dame as a kid in Fort Wayne I think people realize how big Notre Dame is in Indiana. That had to be a dream, right? Notre Dame football? Well yeah, like you said, um with my dad playing basketball, at Purdue, we,
1: we would go down even on school nights to a Purdue basketball game. And we I'd sleep in the back and we'd drive home. I'd be at school in the morning and, uh, 2000, 2000 or 2001, you know, I, we went to almost every Purdue football game. That's when Drew Brees was there. We went to the, right. went to the Rose bowl. Uh, they lost to Washington. And so I was just, I was a huge Purdue football fan growing up. Okay. And, um, but Notre Dame just kind of sits at the top. Like, even if you're a Purdue or IU fan, like, you know, you know, who's, who's actually the best. That's, uh,
0: that's, and that's Notre Dame. So when that opportunity came along, I was, I was all about it. So my experience in the NFL tells me just about every NFL player thinks they can play basketball, but it sounds like you really could play.
1: I think back in the day, I mean, I'm 50 or 60 pounds heavier than what I would play basketball at so I don't know but it was really uh, I used to beat up on my brother that, that uh, just graduated <laughs> a couple years ago from purdue and uh, this this offseason he was quarantining with me down in, down in South Florida we would play okay. basketball every day and uh, i i I've, I've lost I've lost my game a little bit or well, he got, could really play now. Well, he's, well that's what I th- I think when you play, you know, for – that's your job. I mean, you go to school, but that's your job is to play with basketball. He, he got really good and um, was a really good player for them. And, yeah, he puts uh, – can't really keep up with him anymore.
0: Now I want to ask you about that. When you're watching your younger brother play, um, are you more nervous for him than when you play? Is that like a father? I mean, parents always say that it's harder watching their kids. How was it watching him when he played? And for yeah. listeners who don't know, he was a really good player at Purdue.
1: Yeah, he he walked on there and then got a scholarship and then was a starter and captain in his senior year when they went to the lead eight and was seconds from going to the Final Four. But it's funny you ask that because my parents, they talk about how nervous they are when they watch me play. Mm. And I'm like, well, why would you ever be nervous? Like, you're not out there – playing in front of 80,000 people or worried about getting hit or anything. And they're just like, you know, you know, when you have kids, you'll understand. But when I went to my brother's sweet, the sweet 16 game, watching him play, I was way more nervous than when I play. Huh. And, uh, so I was like, I, I, uh, I can understand that now why that, why they get so nervous. I think you, you want them to do well, so bad. And, um, I don't know you don't want them to mess up you want them to you know make
0: all the plays and I think that's just part of why you get so nervous now did he get nervous watching you play it seems like that's probably an older brother thing I'm not sure the younger brother really cares that much they're excited but it, I don't know if they feel the emotion like that
1: yeah I don't I don't think as much no I think you're right yeah. um I haven't really asked him but <laughs> talking talk to them after the game they don't they're like guys oh, that was, that was a good game good catches whatever right. blah, blah blah but yeah I, th- I think you're right
0: yeah i think older the older you get the more you know that they've only got one chance at it so it's uh i'm sure you get nervous on that front now talking to my boy jeff hobson who's who's in my position with the cincinnati Bengals, i asked him. i said what do i ask tyler eifert about and, and he described you as a great golfer do you describe yourself as a great golfer? Are you in that level or is Butch overplaying it? Uh, I mean,
1: I, th- I'm pretty good at golf. I, um, I enjoy it a lot. I play a lot. Uh, after my third back surgery, I gave it up for a couple years and, um, I was so bored in the summers. That's, that's what I would do on, in the summers after working out. And I'm like, if I, if, if I can't play golf cause my back, then I probably shouldn't be playing football. So I'm just going to start playing golf again. And uh, my back's been, been fine, but um, yeah, I, I would like, I would like to really work at golf at some point in my life and, and see how, see how good I could get.
0: It would. Uh, Your handicap is. It was down to a, a plus one at the end of the summer you're hiding a little bit you're really good i got you i got you i don't play but i know enough that plus one is good um so you must really like i mean i know you're a hunter fisherman this area must really appeal to you you must feel sort of at home here
1: yeah um in the off seasons i would go to south florida and i'd fish and golf and during the season i would hunt being in ohio you you can hunt and in this area just hanging out with Linder and getting to know him, he's got it all covered. He doesn't golf, but he's got the, he's got the fishing covered. He's got the hunting covered. Uh, Yeah. So in this area, you can, you can kind of, you can kind of do it all, which is
0: pretty cool. What keeps you going in this? I mean, you've been through a lot and I know you've, you've had a good career at some point you probably said, okay, do I want to keep playing? Why keep playing? What motivates you to keep going?
1: Well, yeah, I think after uh, not every injury, especially the ones early in my career, it was like okay, it will just get better. But you know, as they kept happening, and they were pretty pretty gruesome and and uh, and not not ideal at all. Um, you always have that thought for a couple weeks or a month or so. Like, I, I don't know if I if I should really keep doing this. I mean, it's sure. And uh, but once you the rehab's hard because for the first three months you can't really do anything. And so you're, 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 you've regressed physically, you've lost weight, you've lost muscle. And so you're not seeing much progress and it's just baby steps and baby steps. And then once you feel like you're starting to get better and that you can kind of see the light at the end of the tunnel that I'm going to get all the way back to normal. That's when you get that, that confidence again. And, because sometimes you you think I don't know if I'll ever be able to do what I did before when you're early in the rehab process, but right that that uh that confidence grows throughout it. And then and then it's just about coming back and proving people that that you can that you could still do it and that
0: um you can still be that same guy and you can make plays and you can help your team. Got you, Tyler. The last thing we do with this we call it the Ozone Five. The Ozone Five. Five. I just had you five quick questions. Uh, answer them however you want. Tyler Eifert, what's your last binge watch? Actually, in less than 24 hours, we watched uh, The Undoing. It's only six
1: episodes, but.
0: I've heard that's cool. strong.
1: Yeah, it's, it's good. It's, it's suspenseful,
0: uh, keeps you guessing. It's good. Best round of golf you ever played? Uh, 69. Any memories of it?
1: Well, yeah. Like any golfer, you're even though it's your best round, you still. I mean, I felt like I could have shot 65 if I just make a couple, couple 10 foot putts. Could have been, <laughs> could have been really good. But that's. I feel like that's. Uh, that's the answer everybody has after a good round.
0: Last song you listened to in your car or on your phone?
1: Um, song by Hardy. He's a little bit newer. It's called uh,
0: "Unapologetically Country as Hell." Sport and. I think I know this one. Sport you would have played other than football, basketball, obviously. Yeah, basketball or golf. Yeah, golf. Okay, sounds like you might have a future on the uh, on the senior tour when you get done. So, uh, which dog is your favorite? Uh, oh, you have got I'm, I'm, three. Which the best one? Uh, I'm actually
1: pretty open about this. It's Tank. He's like okay. uh, he's like the thoroughbred. I can trust him. I don't even need a leash. He listens to me. I can take him anywhere. But uh, everybody, all, all the dogs are special in their own way, but Tank's my tank's my favorite. Do the other ones know it? Uh, no, but
0: Rachel, my wife, doesn't.
1: Drives her crazy.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. Tyler Eifert, I can't thank you enough for joining us today. I know it's a busy time during the year, so I appreciate you taking the time. Thank you very much for being on the Ozone Podcast. Yeah, anytime. Thanks for having me. And I say every week. Wednesdays when we record these podcasts not the easiest day in the world for these guys to take time to do it it's also not easy for them to think about their answers in the way that I can tell Tyler Eifert did so that's very appreciated Dave I I think I learned a little something about Tyler Eifert it's been funny this year as we've talked about before on this not really much of a chance to get to know these guys in the locker room um I knew a little bit about Tyler from my friend Jeff up at Cincinnati, who we mentioned, uh, but good guy. I enjoyed talking to him, and I guess I was interested to know that he does have a favorite dog.
2: <laughs> yeah, I know. That's, that's tough to do, or tough to, to admit,
0: admit out loud. I thought his answer at the end was interesting. I, you know, one thing to let people know, I didn't really want to dig that deep in this w- with all of his injuries. Because when you go online and look at Tyler Eifert, and I kind of looked, you know, trying to find things to talk to him about a little bit, as you always do, every story in the world is about his injuries. I think everybody gets it. He's had a brutal career in terms of that. Probably would be an elite tight end on the lines of the best guys in football if he hadn't been so hurt. So I wanted to stay away from that. But it was interesting when he talked about at the end that, you know, he does think about retiring after each of these injuries because it's it's so brutal but there's something in these guys that keeps driving them to play you want to squeeze every every ounce out of this career that you can
2: yeah because it's fleeting i mean you don't have much time time to do it you might as well get paid really well to do it and do something that i mean you know it's a kid's game it's fun so you might as well um try to work as hard as you can to get back and try to right like you said squeeze squeeze as much out as you can um i thought it was interesting of how good of a golfer he is and kind of talk to him. He, uh, we had to shoot an interview for some sponsorship thing we did with him and we kind of talked briefly about his golf game. And I mean, he's, he's serious. Like, I mean, you know, people in the Jags will talk about Scobie and all that kind of stuff. I mean, he's, once he's done playing, I think he's going to be doing that kind of stuff that that Scobie does like playing those, you know, celebrity tournaments and all that kind of stuff. And you know, you never know. I mean, there's been a lot of pro athletes Mm -hmm. that have, uh, I've gotten on the, uh, champion store, the senior tour, uh, eventually, uh, Rick Roden, right. Baseball pitcher. Yeah. Um, it happens. Had a, a decent career on the, uh, playing professional golf after he was done pitching. You're a golfer, right? Dave? Uh, yeah. When was your last
0: 69? Was that last year? Never. Is that <laughs> when you shot that? <laughs> uh, that? That
2: happened on a front nine, uh, a few times, but <laughs> 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 never, uh, no, that's, that's not, uh, that's not touchable for me and we'll, probably never be, but that's uh, yeah, pretty impressive. And that's the other thing too. I mean, he plays what six months out of the year, right? Imagine if he played full time. You know, yeah. Uh, but I yeah, it was that. fun to talk to him. And that's the other thing too. Again, like you said, I think we've kind of said this point a few times when we've done this. Is is like we don't know, especially the newer guys and the rookies and stuff. We don't know them all that well because of the COVID situation. Mm-hmm. We're not allowed to be in the locker room and the time is so limited and very structured. Yeah. And it's just, I think it's nice just to kind of learn about some of these guys and, you know, hear hear their thoughts and stuff. And I was impressed with Tyler that he, he was very thought out with all of his answers.
0: As you said, and I always, I think listeners probably get tired of me saying it, but the thing I appreciate about most of our guests this year, pretty much all of them, you know, in, in some of these cases, you know, usually in the locker room, there's 15 or 20 guys that you get to know during the course of a season. A lot of the guys who come through and only have a cup of coffee, you don't get to know that well, but usually somebody like Eifert or, you know, it, any number of players, I would have had a chance to talk to several times. I might've asked them five weeks out, Hey, at some point in the season, we'd love, you have, we'd love to have you on the podcast. Okay, great. Um, but they usually wouldn't say great. They'd say, okay, whatever, I'll do it. And then you might talk to him about a subject or, or you might go over and say, hey, when you're on, I wouldn't mind talking to you about this. In this case, with zero getting to know you time beforehand, a lot of these guys have been willing to kind of open up, which is, again, doing it on a Zoom call is fairly impersonal. And it I think it, I think it speaks to the character of a lot of these guys that they're sort of willing to open up. Because they're not doing it for me, they're doing it for the fans. And they sort of get it fed People want to know a little bit about him, and again, not every player I've dealt with over the years be willing to do it. Most of these guys have, and it's appreciated. So, Talking a little shop, Dave, is what we're doing there. That's called talking shop, and I think with that, I'll thank Tyler again. It was interesting today to hear from him, and I especially like the fact that plus one golfer, I learned a little something today. I wasn't sure that that was good, but my understanding is that's very good. I'll thank Dave DeCandis for, again, making me look better than I am and making me sound better than I am. Thank Joe Fortunato for the same thing. Tyler Eifert was good. This one definitely didn't suck. And we'll talk to you next week on the Ozone Podcast.